Welcome to the Feelings Fitness Podcast. Let's flash back to 2023 when we took a 52-week road trip together to discuss home, health, happiness, and habits. We created a road trip to work towards feeling fit, mind, body, and spirit. Now we'll revisit those 52 weeks in just 52 days. There are many more adventures in store for 2024, but let's look back on how far we've come and set ourselves up for more success. Welcome, welcome to week number 12 of our 52-week road trip through 2023 together, discussing all things home, health, happiness, and the habits that go along with each of them. Last week, we took a little bit of a detour and came up with our list of hashtag spring into spring, which was a list of 20 items that could take us up to the first day of spring and get us ready to get outside and really enjoy it. After hibernating for the winter season a little bit, we are back to Mindful March at home. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit about this idea of equitable distribution of efforts. We're going to talk about how we can map out some of the things that we just need to do all of the time, meaning daily, weekly, monthly. What are some of these things that if we just map it out, then we just know that these things get done. There's some sort of system and a system that really anyone could pick up and just do it. So if you are the person that typically does these tasks, then if you are down and out, a flu or something like that, then somebody else could very easily pick up and do all the things that you do. Again, we don't hold too tightly onto our systems when we are relying on somebody else to do them for us. But you know what I mean. It's something where things will get done without having to tell somebody all of the things to get done. So having a nice systems map of the things that generally need to get done so that anyone could step into your shoes and you could kick back, relax, recover, whatever it may be. So mapping things out is key. And then also figuring out what are some things that just in general can be outsourced. But keep in mind, if you're outsourcing things, make sure that you are financially fit first and that you do have the finances available to pay for those items to be or those tasks, I should say, to be outsourced. So don't put yourself into a sticky financial situation just so that you can outsource. It'll like not really balance out the stress relief that you are hoping for. Just a little snapshot, if you're going to go into daily for me, we could start out and say, in the morning, I wake up, I wake up the kids, I have a cup of coffee, I go and I put out the uniforms and the backpacks, make sure their iPads are charged, the school iPads, set their coats and their shoes out so that it's like this little knees on place, like this little, you know, setting up all the things, getting all the tools, all the materials necessary for getting dressed in a timely fashion. So my kids are young. So I tend to like, just get that all set up. So it's just a smooth system for them to get ready and get out the door. After I have that all set up, then I will make breakfast and feed the cats. I have started to have a few things where the kids can kind of make for themselves. But typically, I will just make a little breakfast. And it might be nice to have a little menu of options. So if some 
somebody else is stepping into your shoes, then they could look and see what are some of the things that the kids generally eat. Then as the kids are eating breakfast, I tend to unload the dishwasher. Then I'll make the lunches and they all they both take water bottles with them to school. So I make sure I put the water bottles in there as well. Again, something else that might be helpful if somebody else is stepping into your shoes is to have a little lunch menu with some options of what the kids like to have in their lunches. So someone else could step in and just quickly make those lunches hassle-free. After I'm done with that, I tend to go and switch the laundry if there's laundry that needs to be you know, put from the washer into the dryer or take the stuff out of the dryer, whatever it may be in there in that laundry room is the the litter boxes are in there. So I scoop the litter boxes real fast. Then when I'm done with that, I'll go and the kids are typically done with breakfast. And if they have done what they're supposed to do, their dishes will be right next to the sink. And I tend to just rinse them out and then load them into the dishwasher. Now, the funny thing is, I always want to make sure that I get those dishes cleaned up as soon as possible, because my daughter loves to have we call it the cereal hack. And it's where you line the inside of the cereal bowl with peanut butter, and then you put the cereal and then the milk. And every time you take a scoop of cereal, you get a little scoop of peanut butter. And she absolutely loves that. But if you leave the peanut butter in that bowl for too long, it will cake in there and it is just a nightmare to clean out. So I like to get that taken care of. Then I will scoot up and make the beds and get myself just kind of changed into whatever I'm going to wear and then get the kids dressed, shoo them over to their nicely set up system for getting ready. And then they get dressed about 730. And then we leave the house about 740. Again, this is school morning. So um, that's a little sample of what happens in the morning for us. Then again, kind of a school day and evening will be, I like if I can, this is not always the case by any stretch of the imagination, but it's nice to be able to start making dinner a little bit before five-ish and then eat dinner, clean up dinner. I'll tell you this little tidbit too. I was, I had an incident way back when where we decided to put way too much stuff down the garbage disposal. And I learned a really serious lesson from that incident. And it was that really not much should go down the garbage disposal. So now I've learned my lesson and really anything from, you know, pasta to rice to eggshells to you name it, it really should just be scraped off into the garbage can as opposed to down the garbage disposal. So the garbage gets really gross and it definitely needs to go out each evening. Then we will do some homework. The kids can do a lot of stuff independently, but if they need me, I'm around there. Then I will uh, start a little load of laundry, pull out the uniforms, set them out so that those are ready. Because trust me, when you wake up in the morning, and if you're missing a part of the uniform, it's like a scramble and it's stressful and it's just the worst. So making sure that uniforms are like all you have all the pieces the night before is key. Then since the again, the litter boxes are in there after I uh, switch a load of laundry or get a load of laundry going, deal with those uniforms, scoop the litter box too. 
boom, done. And then around, that puts us around like eight-ish. And what I like to do is to have a little bit of family time where we can play a game or we can read or just like kind of get off of the electronics or whatever is happening and have a little bit of family time before leading into showering up and then maybe reading a little bit more. My kids always like to have a water bottle by their bed. So I'll make sure when I'm going upstairs that I bring up the water bottle with me. I also start the dishwasher in the evening as well. That's why in the morning routine, part of the morning routine is unloading the dishwasher. And then, you know, 9.30-ish is lights out, like to get the kids in bed about nine. I know a lot of people with kids, my kids age would say probably earlier on bedtime, but this just is the reality. So anyway, but I like to have, you know, lights out by about 930. All of this really ideal best case scenario on school nights or school days or whatever, whichever way you want to look at it. But so that just gives you an idea of how, you know, certain things it's like, they're just really routine. It's like anything that has to do with laundry, anything that has to do with dishes, anything that has do with taking out the garbage, things like that. It's just these things that are like, oh my goodness, they just pop up all the time. But if you have some sort of system, some sort of rhythm, then it's like, you know, everyone should know what's going on. So really, it shouldn't just be me doing these things all the time, although most of the time it is, and this isn't really that big of a deal. But It's just something to say, well, perhaps somebody else can take out the garbage one evening or somebody else could unload the dishwasher. It's like everybody knows the systems and it would be wonderful for everyone to just kind of lend a helping hand whenever they see the possibility or the opportunity to do so. So I also like to have a little map out of certain things that happen all the time where it's like it goes, it's a certain task with a certain day of the week. And I like to think about it as like Monday, I focus on money, which means I would pay the bills and do anything kind of money related. Tuesday, I call it timeline, which is where I kind of map out appointments and make schedules. So if I need to make calls to make appointments, I'll do it on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, I do wash, which is even though I do a load of laundry typically every day, it builds, it still does pile up. So Wednesdays, I do make sure that I get one big load of laundry done. Thursday, a thankful Thursday just to take a little bit of time to be grateful. Friday, I call it Fashion Friday, and that's where if I need to buy outfits for anything, it's just kind of fun where it's like upcoming is Easter outfits. So on Friday, I'll probably hop online and see what kind of Easter outfits are out there. And then Saturday is social, and that's anything from in real life social to kind of some social media comments to clearing out the inbox of the emails. So, you know, responding back to any emails that need to be responded back to and that sort of thing. And then Sunday spiritual, just making sure to take some time to quiet the mind and go to church and spend some time with family as well. So that's just kind of the 
the tasks for each week. And again, that's kind of what I do. And then hopefully there are other things, tasks that other members of my family can take on so that they, you know, take a little bit of the workload off as well. Like perhaps someone else is going to do take the taxes over to our accountant, or perhaps it's an appointment for um, my husband and he can make that himself. But it would that would be the day where I would just send the reminder like, hey, you need to make a dentist appointment or whatever it might be. These are my reminders to do my things, but also the days where I can remind other members of my family that they need to take care of certain tasks too. Then it brings us back around to this idea of outsourcing. So some outsourceable items, again, if we are financially fit to do so. And we've talked about that before, what that looks like. So some of the tasks that you could outsource, cleaning, lawn service, perhaps dry cleaning so that you don't have to iron, work clothes or whatnot, grocery delivery system, grocery delivery, food delivery for a dinner here and there, um, food like subscription, food subscription boxes. So perhaps you, you know, a couple days a week, you lighten the load for cooking and lighten the load for grocery store um, visits with a subscription box for a meal service. I always talk about how I like Blue Apron. Window washing, that's a big task for the house. That would take a long time to do if I were to do that myself. Bigger projects like painting the house, already had that done. Perhaps hiring a handyman that can fix things that you do not have the skills to fix. I don't have many skills. If I do (laughs) fix something, it tends to take a long time of YouTubing something fixing something only to possibly fix it wrong. So anyway, I like to call in somebody to help for many handyman-ish tasks or handywoman, whatever it may be. Also, another thing is clothing boxes. So again, you know, a piece of the equation tends to be outfits for certain occasions and things like that. So sometimes a clothing subscription box can help out with that. I always talk about how I really like Stitch Fix. It has helped me out time and time again. So you could think about that as outsourcing some of your um, shopping that you need to do. Just some ideas. And oftentimes, a big source of friction in relationships is caused by an unbalanced workload at home. And this also, and very much so, applies to the stay-at-home parent. Really, all household tasks should never default to one person. So be mindful of how the household is operating and be mindful of how everyone is feeling about the distribution of duties. And remember, kids, even at a young age, should start to assume some of the responsibilities too. If you set up a system that is age appropriate, they may even get excited about it. Start slowly and add on. Trust me, I'm working on this at the moment. I wish I would have started sooner, but you know, better late than never. Mindfulness is always a step in the right direction. Success comes from consistency. So commitment to consistency will be challenged often. So prepare yourself to stay strong during tricky times. So your task for this week, think about if your household has an equitable distribution of efforts and really match 
map out what these systems are, map out what their routines are, map out the things that happen all the time that perhaps other people can step in and take on from time to time. So really take the time this week and think about what does your household look like when it comes to equitable distribution of efforts. I hope you are enjoying 52 Weeks in 52 Days, a compact version of the transformational road trip we took through 2023. We're revisiting those 52 episodes, and it's a review of home, health, happiness, and the habits that guide the way to feeling fit, mind, body, and spirit. It's also a food for thought for how you want to feel. 